The 499th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head on over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. The guys just dropped their bonus behind-the-scenes episode of Sean winning $200,000. Plus, this week's Pick'em Prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to join today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 499 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Going out to Tuan Ho, Don Ho, not the person fighting in the uh, that we're going to be talking about today, but but my old friend from high school who went by Don Ho, but it's a Tuan Ho. And his namesake is fighting on the card we're going to mention. We're going to uh, break down for you today. So this goes out to you, all the Tuan Ho's in the world. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, the one and only Jeff Chalks. We have got an LFA event for you, a pretty solid one, even though the main event, half of it fell out um, over the past day or two. But we're still going to break down the top five fights of the night for LFA 176. Uh, Of course, I'm not doing it alone. I have the regional MMA expert himself, Daniel Gumby Vreeland, by my side. Hello, Mr. Vreeland. Hey, so uh, quick update on the half that main event falling out too. So we're, of course, talking about um, the LFA 176 main event that was supposed to be Javier Garcia defending his belt against the man he just beat, Elijah Johns. It was going to be the first ever LFA title shot rematch, which I didn't realize. Um, and if you watch yeah, the first one, usually once you win the title, you're gone. You're to the yeah. UFC. So, yeah. Well, and funny you should mention that. So, uh, Garcia. First of all, the reason they did do the rematch, he had Elijah Johns in a very deep arm triangle. Johns didn't tap, seemed to be uh, with it enough, and the ref stopped it for seemingly no reason, uh, awarding uh, a technical submission despite the fact that Elijah Johns was very much still awake. Um, So a very dumb stoppage, so they booked it again. And as Jeff said, you don't usually get to defend your title in LFA, you usually just head to the UFC and... It was announced via Garcia's uh, Instagram last night that he would not be fighting next weekend in order to pursue the ultimate fighter, uh, which it seems like he has been shortlisted as a uh, tough 32 cast member. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he's officially been picked. I don't think he could even say he was officially picked, but I can't imagine him backing out of an LFA main event to like go on an interview. You know what I mean? So like, uh, and then shortly thereafter, there was like a video he posted of, I, I want to say it was the Apex. It looked like, uh, or like some sort of UFC headquarters sort of cage. And it, it seemed like he he was doing the rounds uh, for the UFC. So uh, looks like we will be seeing him sooner than, rather than later. And he's kind of a fun prospect for them to have uh, on the Ultimate Fighter because he's like an actual prospect versus, uh, you know, sometimes we get the, Juliana Killer Millers on the uh, Ultimate mm-hmm. Fighter, or the, uh, I mean, she and Mohammed Usman won the last uh, Ultimate Fighter. So, like, 
do with that what yeah. you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gumby still watches. Gumby's still a fan. The whole family watches, right? Yeah, yeah. My wife likes the drama. <laughs> uh, all right. Hopefully, you, LFA one seventy six Johns versus Walker is not a drama filled. Well, hopefully, it's exciting. It's going down on Friday. This coming Friday, ten p.m. Eastern. UFC Fight Pass. Uh, in the from the Arizona Financial Theater in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, in a cage, eleven bouts. Um, we are doing the top five here. Anyone that we're not mentioning on this episode that you want to send a shout out to or anyone we should keep an eye on not really two of the ones we're going to talk about i'm really excited about but uh nobody really outside of that it is uh it's oh. a little bit thinner of a card than usual for lfa yeah. uh i mean you'll see just by you know usually we do the top five fighters and there's not usually too many people i haven't heard of in there there's mm-hmm. a handful here that i hadn't heard of and a lot of like I mean, we're going to break down a two and one versus one in two fight at uh, one point in time here. We usually don't get that in the top five fights. It's actually the third from the top. So uh, it is a little yeah. bit thinner of an LFA card than usual. Yeah. Oh, before we jump into that, actually, we should talk road to UFC. We forgot to last episode. Um, I think we were worried about your Wi-Fi dying on us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the fights. Uh, some impressive performances there. I'm not sure if your picks all came through, though, did they? Well, uh, one and two, but the one yeah. I got was a super favorite. So it did hurt our regional yeah. MMA record a little bit. I think I'm down to only being up 12 units uh, so far this year. Darn. You know, just a <laughs> uh, huge bummer. Right, Satsura. It looks really good. And we actually got a really yep. nice comment on uh, YouTube throwing us in on his skills and why it looks like he has so much more than just a Greco-Roman background. And it's because he does. Um, he ah. did all kinds of other wrestling and grappling circuits as well. Uh, the Greco-Roman one is just the one that he got like the most publicity for. So that like explains why it looks like he can blend all of his wrestling and grappling together because he can, uh, and has been doing all of them differently and separately. And then now can do them all together. So uh, thank you. I wish I wrote down the name of the person, but thank you. Luster alias zero zero obviously thank you thank thank you to that guy zero um yeah if you want to read his his full comment it's very good i'm I'm assuming he even though we're what three percent female now yeah we know um, (laughs) go to the road to ufc event uh on youtube and take a peek and make sure you subscribe while you're there um so yeah that's that's good we have a lot of people um putting good comments in there so uh yeah I, i agree he looked good so really look good. Um, and then what? Uh, Yiza won. Yiza looked really good. I would say I, I didn't think. Uh, who was the other one who won? Wrong Zoo. Wrong Zoo. No, he looked good. He looked all right. Uh, it, it was Stuff more the of takedowns, like, beat him up on the feet. Yeah, but the, it was more like Shin just like wouldn't. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was blending things together all that well. He was just like desperately diving on the takedowns. So like, I mean, you know, then to Rong Zhu's credit, he stuffed that, but I'm not sure how necessarily impressive he is. But Yiza looked really good. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of interesting new prospects out of Asia after this one. Yeah. So we'll be seeing yeah. them in the UFC soon, I'm sure. Definitely. And um, obviously your Fury picks last night did fantastic too. We don't even um, that. Yeah, but they are. Yeah, they are uh, just for anybody who is watching this and doesn't get the gag or listening to this and doesn't get the gag. We are filming this on uh, on Sunday. So uh, Fury Challengers has not happened at the time of recording this, no. um, but I'm sure I hit every single thing all the time anyway. <laughs> are we watching it tonight? We're gonna watch uh, it, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably, Oh, no, I'll probably, you're going out. You're not watching it. I, I'll probably throw I'll probably throw it on. Uh, I'm a phone. 
<laughs> oh yes, I, I, I forgot where you're going. Yes, of course, <laughs> you, you'll 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 want to for, do for those for those who aren't <laughs> privy to this joke too. It's my in-laws, uh, and I uh, I'd be very happy to watch uh, low-level regional MMA on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's it's such a, a cliche complaining about the in-laws. All right. Um, before we move on. Before Gummy gets himself into even more trouble, because the whole family <laughs> listens listens to our show and watches us, of course. I'm going to tell you about who am I going to tell you about today? Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into $200 instantly in bonus bets. All the lines are on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm not going to give you any picks or lines because I don't know anything about football at this point. So. You just go in there. You find a line that looks good for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources um also we're brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog fantasy as a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball college football mma tennis they got it all golf i assume too simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players fantasy stats and cash in you can win 100 times with some spicy plays spicy medium mild what you got gumby uh monday night let's see we got the cavaliers playing the kings uh it seems like every game that's got the kings in it involves seven billion points uh so let's take the best scorer on the cavaliers let's go with donovan mitchell's higher than on his points not a lot of defense in the nba this season uh so watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com and when you sign up with the promo code sgpn sorry mma sgpn we want credit for it Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code MMA SGPN. All right. We got you all teed up for LFA 176, and then I pulled away. I'm a tease, but now I'm actually going to break it down for you. We're going to start with fifth from the top, three five-minute rounds at middleweight main card fight. Mansur Abdul Malik versus Alain St. Jalise in the battle of the hyphenated last names. Uh, we're going to start with, we don't have odds, right? I didn't have odds when I did the breakdown. No? No, none I can find. Okay. Wait, St. Jalie. Jalé? Jalé. 1-0 with one knockout. This is his LFA debut. He has not fought since September of 2020. So not a lot to go on there. Hopefully Gumby can fill in the blanks. Both these guys are from the States, by the way. Um, Abdul Malik, 3-0 with three knockouts. This is his LFA debut as well. He's eight years younger than St. Jalé. I don't have much here for you, Gumby. Hopefully you can uh, color in here. 
Yeah, I think this is uh this is a one-sided beat down here. Uh, Abdul Malik is going to be like a negative 550 favorite I think against St. Jelay. Um St. Jelay worth worth noting. 6 foot 5 at middleweight, so he's a big long lanky dude, but he fights really upright, very clearly I, I, he's got to have some kind of Muay Thai background. If you you made me guess why he has not fought in three plus years, my guess would probably be that he's been doing Muay Thai. Um, because it looks like he's got, you know, he look, looks good in the clinch and throws nice knees and all that, but like he fights upright and uh, tall guy defense. I, I know somebody asked us to elaborate on on what uh, tall guy defense meant at some point in time. Um, you just so complain me, about it every episode. I, I do. I complain about it every episode. They're like, I must have missed it and I can't go back and find it. Could you please explain it to me? Um, but what I just mean by that is like when you're a tall guy in the regional scene, typically what bad habits you fall into in terms of like defensive striking is you just like lean back every single time, uh, Fat Joe style, to try to make sure that you don't get punched. <laughs> <Fat> <laughs> I, Joe style. I got I got, a, I got a laugh out of Jeff. That's a rare one right there. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a title too. Fat Joe, fat Joe style. style. All right, go ahead. Um, yep. But yeah, no, you just wind up like leaning back to avoid punches, and that's enough on the regional scene because people don't have a good sense of range, then when people start to have a good sense of range or start to put together combinations, then you start leaving your chin out because just leaning leaves you exposed instead of doing the things that you're supposed to do to technically defend yourself. So Abdul Malik puts together nice combinations as he moves forward. I think that's trouble for St. Jelay. And he comes from a D1 wrestling background. He used to, now granted, not a really great record if you go back and you look at his time at the university of maryland but he was there for two years won a couple of matches here and there but like had the skill set to go d1 wrestling and he was a really good amateur mma fighter i think he only had two or three fights in amateur mma but i watched him uh hit this like nasty like seven piece combination um when he was fighting for cowboy Cerrone's amateur promotion i think it's called cowboy fight series um so like he he's been putting together a really good resume for some time his hands look good his wrestling looks good he suplexed the guy in his last fight like you know like oh uh, nice. yeah like kurt angle style it was pretty pretty <laughs> awesome so yeah yeah so i'm gonna say like negative 550 for abdul uh or mansur abdul malik and there's no reason not to pick him all right simple as that eh all right um i already told the people about our first sponsors right i can keep moving on i we already forget all right uh because gumby's wi-fi may have gone out for hours and hours and hours <laughs> another frankenstein episode poor gumby uh all right light heavyweights three five rounds the american alec lorenz versus uh nigerian perhaps yes nigerian monte dion ogbona morrison there is a name gumby he mostly goes, if it makes it easier on you, he mostly goes by Monte Morrison. Um, okay. Like That's he, boring, he though. Did, that sounds American. He fought, for, he fought for, was it PFL? I think he fought for PFL when he was just Monte yeah, he Morrison did, yeah. when, he, when he fought for PFL. Uh, boring. I, I enjoy his other name. All right. Morrison is a python as well. He needs a nickname uh, as well as four different names. Uh, he's three and two with three knockouts. Never been finished himself. So he owes us to be knocked out, I guess. Or submitted. <laughs> Submitted. I'll, I'll accept submission as well. Uh, Dr. Stoppage. Uh, this is his LFA debut. He's lost two straight fights. He went 0-1 PFL, as Gumby mentioned. He was in there, and he has fought at middleweight before. Lorenz, 3-1 with three knockouts. He's been knocked out once, so he owes his rounds. This is this is uh, what's going to happen here. Something's got to give. 1-0 uh, LFA. He won two straight fights, both via T-slash-KO. 
has not lost since October of 2021. He's four years younger than Mr. Morrison. Okay. All you. Yes. So I'm going to say Lorenz probably a slight favorite here based on his record and in a little bit better of competition and stuff like that. Um, although Morrison's losses came. Uh, oh no, he's, he's lost recently, but to higher level of competition too. I think Lorenz maybe like negative 175. Uh, and I'm going to go with him here. The, the thing about Morrison is, is I just don't really like, like he does a lot of the simple things, right? Like, you know, he moves forward. He's, you know, got good footwork. He's kind of quick, but like, he's not particularly powerful and he's, his wrestling's not real great. And like, so he does a lot of like little things good, but like nothing that makes you say like, oh, he's a prospect for like X, Y, and Z. Whereas like Lorenz, he, I, I will say, I do think he's even quite slow for a light heavyweight. Um, and obviously that's a problem, but he almost sort of makes up for it by just having like insane forward pressure and good footwork. It's so rare to see somebody who is really good at pressuring, but also not particularly fast. Like it's hard to like combine those two things together, but that's him here. And the other thing I will just say is he's got like really obvious knockout power. Um, Lorenz, Lorenz, when he touches you, you go to sleep. Um, And for those reasons, like uh, that's kind of enough here against Morrison. Cause I think, like I said, Morrison does a lot of little things, right. But isn't particularly threatening. I think against the guy who does have like some threats to finish the fight, you see the guy, you know, who can knock you out, be the one who, who comes out victorious. So he's putting the Python to sleep is what you're saying. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, maybe a name uh, in the next fight that people may recognize. Leslie Hernandez. Yeah. That's a normal last name. Brittany Camozzi. That is not such a normal last name, but it is, is a normal last name in MMA though. Uh, this, these are women's fighters, obviously three, five minute rounds, 115 pounds. Strawweight, Brittany Camozzi first. She's the wife of who, Gumby? Uh, Brian Camozzi. Correct. Not not Chris. uh, Brian, who had a much shorter stint in the UFC. Right. All right. So that would make her the sister-in-law of Chris Gumby, who had a longer UFC career. There you go. Brittany Camozzi, one and two with one submission. She's lost most of her fights via knockout. So she owes us rounds. Very definitely owes us rounds. 0-1 LFA. Won her last fight via submission. Has not lost since October 2021. Two inches taller than Hernandez. Hernandez 2-1 with one knockout. Never been finished in a fight. All those fights have taken place in LFA. And she dropped her debut and she's won two straight. And that's all I got. So I'm going to say uh, Hernandez is probably the favorite here. Let's say negative 275. Uh, it's hard to line somebody who is one and two as anything except for a pretty exceptional underdog here. Uh, so we'll say Lightning uh, plus 250 on the return for Brittany Camozzi. And I'm actually going to go with Camozzi here. Um, my, my big dog swing of the week here is going to be Brittany Camozzi. And the reason being, um, if you look at her record, you might notice there was like a big gap in between her first two fights and her third one. Um, and her third one being her victory. Um, and she looked so much better. She looked like so many things had changed. Um, she puts together her strikes really well. Like when she starts to land, she builds on those strikes and builds on those strikes and builds on those strikes and eventually starts to like, you know, she's got a little bit of power for somebody who is as small as she is. And the other thing I really like about her too is she, she hit some like nice judo throws and wound up in some top control time in that fight as well. Um, and if you watch Leslie Hernandez's fight, she tell me if you've heard this trope before, she loves a head and arm throw. Um, oh, female fighter that loves a head and arm throw. She's Go a big figure. head and arm throw gal. Um, in, <laughs> in her fight, uh, her last fight, she, she wound up on the bottom. The first two head and arm throws she tried uh, in bad positions. <laughs> 
So like that's another take, thing we've heard of before. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, yeah. so when you you take that and the fact that Brittany Camozzi is already good at uh at, at like judo throws and stuff like that, I don't think there's a reason not to like Brittany Camozzi, especially if she does come in this dog money as I think she's going to. She has mom power now, Gumby. That's why there was a big gap between her fights. So oh, I didn't even yeah. know that that was true. Yeah, uh, that's they badass as hell. Baby. That's badass as hell, though. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a little baby I've seen because I do my research sometimes. All right, Kamozi, what's the odds you said? It was minus 275. What do you think we're gonna get back? I'm not doing the math in my head. Like 250 plus 250. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, before I move on, I'm gonna tell you about cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer -peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Peer-to-peer -peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. And there's tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anyone down for dollars. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head -head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. The words are you get cash back every single time you bet against your friends and other users or other users and or cut also allows you to list um, almost any kind of bet perfect for getting action on those fun Super Bowl prop bets. Cut is the peer to peer social betting platform that's US based and available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com. That's KUTT.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit a bonus. We are also brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't be stressed out buying tickets, especially last minute. You don't have to worry about all that anymore if you have the game time app because they have everything you need to get tickets last minute because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals and tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more aka mma the game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So here's what you need to do. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code. Listen carefully. CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit bets.com and use code SGPN to start to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, let's move on, shall we, to the co-main event. Antoine Ho, a favorite of Gumby and our man Jong in the discard. Uh, he's in the three five-minute round flyweight fight against Miguel Sansong. So Ho is from Vietnam, Sansong from the United States. Of America. Uh, Sanson is four and one with one knockout, never been finishing a fight. So he owes us finishes. Yes. All those fights have taken place in LFA. He did lose his last fight. That was back January of 2023. So he's been on the shelf for a bit. Inch of height, four inches of reach over Ho. Ho is the highlight. And yes, he is definitely. Uh, five and oh, three knockouts, one submission. He, all his fights have been in LFA as well. He got he won via knockout his last fight, a year younger than Sansong. Tell the people why we like Ho so much. 
I mean, there's a billion reasons to like him. So he's an MMA lab product, uh, which already, you know, a little bit of a feather in your cap already because I love the MMA lab. Uh, but in addition to that, too, he's just like you don't see a prospect this well-rounded, this young. Um, you know, 5-0, you know, uh, absolutely phenomenal striker. Uh, the way he steps in, he, he's one of those guys who uses feints really well and is also – like he'll throw his right-handed strikes from an orthodox stance and then will land in a left-handed stance and then stay there for a while just to keep the other person thinking. Uh, and he's just as deadly with his left-handed stuff as he is his right. So at, at this young, that's pretty tricky. And then when you add in there too that he can wrestle in either stance and wrestle really well in either stance, it, it really makes him like an absolute anomaly for these people who are like, you know, He's fighting guys who are what what's it's a four and one, three and one. Like that is something you don't face that often when you have that kind of record. So Anho is to me just like the complete package. This guy should be in the UFC already. You know, he has I mean, you mentioned he won his last fight by knockout. He slapped the dude with with a right hand in that fight. And like I, I mean, like we're talking about guys with power at flyweight that I do not see it much larger weight. So, you know, like we talked about Monte Morrison before at light heavyweight and saying he didn't have a lot of put away power. He's got like one eighth of the put away power that Anho has at 125 pounds. So like I'm all in on Anho. And the reason I like him here against Samsung too is Samsung's a fun striker. He's got a lot of like uh push kick sidekicks. Uh, he throws the low leg kick really well, you know, like on the feet, excellent prospect. In fact, like a lot of people had him pegged, to be like a UFC level guy uh, in the near future too. And then he ran into Mark Lamaco, who is of course on road to the UFC, didn't win it, but was on road to the UFC and the wrestling of Clamaco just like overwhelmed Sanson to the point where Sanson had no answer. And I think Ho's a better wrestler. I think Ho is a better wrestler than Mark Lamaco. And he's definitely a more well-rounded fighter. He's got more knockout power. I think this is a nightmare matchup here for Sanson. I think you're probably going to see because Sanson has fought some like high level dudes probably ho at like negative 235 still because people know what a prospect this guy is but my guess is whatever it posts at it'll double by the time the fight rolls around like if if you see him post at negative 235 you better get on it when it posts because he'll be negative 400 by fight time once our discard gets in on it then it's gonna it's gonna balloon no problem we move lines it's true all right let's move on to the main event the uh makeshift main event is for the lfa featherweight championship elijah john's the champion up against Alfred Walker stepping in on short notice, five, five minute rounds at featherweight. Uh, actually, no, John's is not the champion, right? This is a, this is vacant now. Vacant. This is vacant. Oh, Cause it yes. was Javier Garcia. You title. described it. Yep. Yep. All right. Walker freight train is a nickname. 12 and six, seven knockouts, two submissions knocked out once submitted five times. We've been finishing all his losses. He owes his rounds. This is his, uh, he's taking this fight on short notice, like a week or so notice. Um, one known LFA, he's won three straight and six of seven. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Crack at the shirt, sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, used to fight at lightweight 2012 pro on May debut, five and one in kickboxing, and the champion in that realm as well. Um, John's 93 with three knockouts, he's been submitted one time, seven three in LFA. He's won two of three and seven of nine. He did lose his last fight via submission. Uh, sure. that's the fight company he was telling you about off the top. He's nine years younger than Walker, an inch taller. 
I assume this is going to be some uh, pretty big odds here. Yeah, I think you're going to see like negative 350 on Johns. Um, and, and I'm going to pick him here too. I, I think Walker, so first of all, Walker's a lot better than his record uh, suggests. Um, he, he's coming off a win over Landry Ward, who is a prospect in his own right. Um, it was a split decision, kind of a tough one to call. Um, Walker is pretty talented on the feet. Um, all of those, like I said, all those losses came kind of early in his career. So like the, the recent record's a lot better looking than the actual record. Um, and I like the way he strikes and stuff like that. Here are my two big worries about him. He looked tired at the end of that Landry Ward fight. Uh, and Elijah Johns has got good cardio and could probably go five rounds without even getting his heart rate up. And then number two, I really like the counters from Elijah Johns. He throws a big left hand. It's cracking. Um, and especially when somebody overextends themselves a little bit, like I kind of expect Walker to here. So I like Johns. It'll be big for him to not have to worry about the wrestling that he worried about in his last fight. Um, Cause Walker's not going to threaten him with any wrestling here. I even think Johns might be able to use a little bit of wrestling if he really wanted to. I, I would say Elijah Johns kind of reminds me. I, I, I would say he reminds me a little bit of his brother and, but like more boxing and more counter striking. Um, and, uh, a Walker, I think, is just going to play right into that. All right. So, what was the odds again? Well, my I said I said negative three fifty. Yep. Yeah, and I'm going to say this too about this fight because uh, you know I always like, especially when we're talking about guesstimating odds here on Fight Week, it, it's always important to talk about this. I think Johns is going to be a big favorite, and I think if those odds are up there, you just this is a dog or a pass spot. Because while I do think he wins this fight and I think the counters are going to be there, he shouldn't be that big of a favorite. And he will mostly just be that big of a favorite because Walker's record sucks and he's taking the fight on short notice. So it'll balloon. But I do think yeah. he's super game. Um, and if you're out there thinking like, oh, man, I might actually like the money on Walker here. I don't think you're crazy for liking that either. Uh, I think Johns is going to win, but negative 350 is nuts. Uh, and I bet you that's where it comes in at. All right, there you go. Let's recap here. Uh, Gumby's got Johns, Ho. He's got Kamozi. He's got Lorenz. He's got Abdul Malik. Did I get all those right? No, that's right. All right. Usually I say we'll be back on Wednesday with the UFC, but no, we're going to be back on Tuesday. We got a bonus episode coming to your ear holes for you tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, we shall be in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, make sure you also subscribe to our YouTube channel from all your accounts on YouTube. That would be a MMA Gambling Podcast, obviously, on uh, YouTube. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and Instagram. I got my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Get in there, enter my free pick'em contest. I run for the UFC. Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA Podcast. Who's on it this week? Gumby, do we know? Uh, we know one for sure, although we're we're yeah. working on the, the scheduling of the second one right now because uh, my internet's been a little finicky. But uh, for sure, one of the two interviews will be Devin the Brown Bear Clark, who's got a fight coming up. Uh, and so then the second one will be a mystery for you. I forgot all about that guy. Have, we haven't <laughs> seen him for a while, have we? Um, Brown Bear? Yeah, I think he's been out for about eight months. As a matter of fact, okay. I'm pretty sure I asked him a question about that now that I'm remembering it. There you go. Um, all right. So make sure you get that in your ear holes and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all our writings and our podcasts and all that good stuff and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon so we can crush corporate gambling. We'll be back Tuesday. I'm going to let Gumby say goodbye to you this time. Go ahead, Gumby. All right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's the highlight, Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Tuesday. 